uh, let's do this. If you would, take your Bible and uh, go with me to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. And um, this morning is going to be a, a, a kind of a challenge message, but also an uplifting. And it ought to be because the title itself um, is, is of that nature. And, uh, and so um, I'll go to Acts chapter 20. I want to preach on, on this thought, and I'll go ahead and let Brother Butch put it up there. I want to preach on the thought, the upward way, the upward way. You know the song, I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day, still praying as I'm onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. All right, so the, you got that one. Uh, I thought of another one. You got uh, onward Christian soldiers. You got that one. Um, uh, you've, you've got several different songs that we know and sing that are about moving forward, about the upward way, about uh, the, the direction that the child of God, especially those who know Christ as their Savior, the child of God, we, we have a, a direction to be going, and it's not our own way. It's the upward way. It's God's way. It's, uh, it's a direction that um, uh, the, the world, as far as society goes, uh, a lost world can't understand, they can't comprehend, they don't know uh, why in the world uh, that what we do matters to us so much or what we stand for matters to us so much, but the issue is it's the upward way, it's God's way, it's His direction. And, um, and I'll give you this, if you're in Acts 20, we're going to read that in just a minute, verse number 28 is where we're going to start, but um, I'll tell you that uh, Paul himself uh, described the, uh, the, the way of the church, the way of God's, and I'm not talking about the way of religion, the way, when I say the way of the church, I'm talking about the way of God's people, the way of those who claim to be a child of God, born again by the blood of the Lamb, and, uh, and when you look at at what Paul described, uh, he, he tells us that over in Acts 2, we're told that uh, in describing um, the, the Paul, and, and when you first see him as Saul, and, uh, and you see what he is given to do in Acts uh, 9 and verse number 2, it says, And desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Paul's uh, initial um, uh, introduction, you might say, to, uh, to us seeing him as Saul, uh, 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 the man who persecuted the church by letter and by approval of, of the, the hierarchy of religion, you might say, and, uh, and the, the right to go after those who followed Christ, but they didn't call them Christians. They, did, they didn't describe them uh, as the church. They described them as those of that way. Or those of the way, or those of this way, and what was this, that, and the? What is that? What, what is it? What, what, what's the way that it's talking about? It's the upward way, the way of Christ, and uh, it's the way of the gospel. Uh, even Acts twenty-two and verse number four. Uh, uh, Paul describes of himself again, reiterating uh, where he came from and, and, and what he used to do before God uh, literally knocked him off his high horse and, uh, and got his attention. And, uh, and, and Paul, Saul uh, talked directly with Christ, whom he persecuted. It wasn't the church he was persecuting. 
Uh, Jesus himself said, you're persecuting me, Paul. And, uh, and bl- Christ blinds him. Uh, Paul sees spiritually the error of his way. He meets the one that he thought he was doing a favor for and realizes he's actually on the wrong team. He's on the wrong side. He's going the wrong way. And uh, Paul gives his, his life to Christ. Paul surrenders to everything that God wants him to do. And Paul goes about his way as a new man from Saul to Paul, goes about his way directed by God, becoming the very one that would now preach of this way instead of persecuting those of this way. And he says this about himself. He said, and I persecuted this way unto the death binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. So what is the description of a child of God and the direction they're going and what they follow? It's called the way, this way, which is God's way, the gospel. It's always been about Christ. It will always be about Christ. The focus must, must be Christ, and because he must be lifted up, as John the Baptist said, he must increase, but I must decrease. That is the way. And, uh, and so, and, and when you think of the world, you think of movies, you think of lots of different, they have, they have pulled from that thought, and they have made lots of movies and lots of ideas and given lots of different uh, uh, thrillers and stuff with that mentality of, of the way. Um, uh, I'll give you a hint. You ready? You ready? How many of y'all, and y'all some of y'all are going to be like, oh, that's crazy. But just, just bear with me for a second. Uh, how many of y'all uh, are Star Wars knowledgeed people? Okay, good. See, some of y'all actually, you're like, I don't want to raise my hand. Just be honest, God already knows, okay? And, and so, but if you know about Star Wars, then you know about um, Mandalorian. What is the, the focus of the Mandalorian? The, 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 what, what they say, it's a particular type of soldier to a degree, but what, what is taught, what is presented is that it, this is the way. That's their saying. This is the way. The way. What, what are they doing? Where do they get it from? It's been around. They're playing off of what is the focus of Christ and they're turning it into a sci-fi kind of mentality. It's not a joke. It's not just a storyline. It is a genuine biblical aspect of focusing on Christ. Those of the church, the child of God... We are of, in biblical terms, we are those of this way. This way. All right? So, we're going to look at the upward way this morning in several different thoughts of, uh, of things that, uh, that in focusing here point us and uh, put our focus Upward, all right? Looking at verse number 28 of Acts chapter 20, and I'm just going to read down to verse number 32. The Bible says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost 
have made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. By the way, that is still happening today and is getting more widespread. Uh, there are people with lots of ideas coming in and spreading lots of doctrine that is not Bible, it's man-made. Lots of, lots of focus that has no Bible backing but man-desired. Uh, and a lot of it comes down to control factor. Uh, you find somebody presenting other than Christ. You find somebody directing people other than Christ. You find somebody pointing to themselves other than Christ. You have a man-made religion. You do not have Bible truth. And so therefore, uh, Paul is pointing out here and saying, hey, the grievous wolves, the wolves are going to come in and they're not going to spare the flock. They're going to look like they're friends. They're going to look like they're, they're there to feed you when actually they're there to feed on you. Verse number 30 says, also of your own selves. Now, here's the danger. Some come in from the outside, and he said, but you must be aware, you must be cautious, because there are some within the, the, the group, the body to a degree, the ones that claim to be of the body. They look good. They sound good. They, they, they seem to be okay. And uh, it says, there are some of your own selves uh, shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. So they're not following the right way, they're following their own way. And they're wanting others to go with them. May I say, uh, the truth is still uh, ringing clear that uh, misery loves com company. And you want to be miserable, follow men. Because men will let you down. Um, now I'm not saying, that I understand, I'm I'm the pastor of Bethel Baptist Church as a whole. The Lord has put me here for the purpose of leading God's people here at Bethel. And yes, to a degree, uh, it comes with a sense of uh, the church following by faith the leadership that God has placed uh, before you. And, 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 and this, this leadership should be leading as I, as I follow Christ. As Paul puts it, follow me as I follow Christ. And therefore, that should always be the focus. To a degree, to some, some degree, we all look and follow the encouragements and influences of men around us. But may I say the, 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 the car careful aspect of what we ought to be doing is uh, examining at all times, is the individual uh, the focus of what they want followed, or is it Christ the focus of what they desire to be followed? Is the individual pointing to themselves or pointing to Christ? Is the individual uh, guiding of their own selves, or are they guiding according? According to the word of God, that really determines whether or not you are dealing with one who is following in the way of truth or one that is following in their own way of mentality. And so we have to be careful because even of our own selves, men will arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Be careful, no matter what somebody preaches, teaches, or says, if you cannot find it to be backed up with Bible, you must question its legitimacy. But then verse number 31 tells us, therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. So he's not just being hard. He's also being greatly compassionate. Verse number 32 is where we'll stop for right now. It says, and now brethren, I commend you to God. And to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. The upward 
way, the building up of the church from the, the beginning of becoming a child of God until the time frame when the night cometh when no man can work. Therefore, we must be busy while it is day. And so we're going to look at this upward way. Uh, um, I got several things, but, uh, but we will be going through them quickly. So get ready to write down fast. Let me go ahead and pray. Ask the Lord to bless and help us through this time if we look at, at his word. And then we'll move forward with the, the thoughts that, that he has laid in my heart. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity you've given us uh, to be able to come together without uh, storms, without winter weather interfering for this Sunday morning time frame. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, to be attentive, be alert, uh, be focused in uh, as we look at your word and what it is to be on the upward way, what it is to be in the way of the word of God and the direction of and leadership of our Heavenly Father. I pray that you just do a work uh, this morning in our hearts. Do what only you can do. We'll be careful to give the honor and glory for all that is accomplished in us and then what also you will do through us because of it in Christ's name. Amen. As we look at this, let me just go ahead and give you number one. Here we go, jumping in. So as we look at the upward way, um, you, you would come to uh, this first thought, life springing up. As you look at the way, you, you see life springing up. It is a, a picture of Christ, our indweller. Uh, John 4.14 4, says, But whosoever drinketh at Jesus speaking to the woman at the well, and talking about the water uh, that, uh, that he has to offer, not the water of, of this earthly uh, time frame, not the water that we drink when we get thirsty, but uh, he begins to, to liken it unto the water that he offers. And he says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up un into everlasting life. So we're talking about the fact that man can work and man can do and man can work and man can do, but man can never give man what man really needs. You can give yourself what seems to be good for the moment, but it, but it won't take very long before what you've received doesn't satisfy any longer and you gotta go get something new. You gotta go get something more. But Christ said, if you'll take of the water that I offer, you take of that which man cannot give themselves, I offer that which will bring eternal and everlasting life, a well of water springing up that never ends. Then uh, John 10.10, 10, Jesus speaking uh, uh, also uh, of that, uh, the, 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 the difference between uh, the, the adversary that we have uh, and, and himself. And uh, he says in John 10.10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Well, who is the thief he's talking about? Well, the Bible says, you know, Jesus is coming like a thief in the night. That's not what he, no, 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 no. Don't, don't just take words and try to put them all together. The thief he's talking about is Satan, the adversary to not only the child of God, but he is the adversary to every single person of mankind that has ever lived. Satan hates man, period. He just hates those who have received Christ double. He already hated you, and if you receive Christ as your Savior, you become a child of God. He hates you uh, two times as bad, if not more, because... Now Christ dwelleth in you. But 
Christ is our indweller. He is the one that brings life springing up. Satan does nothing but to, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said after that, he said, I am come, uh, but uh, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Life springing up like a well of living water, always in Christ, the upward way, always springing up, always available, always satisfying. May I say salvation uh, through Christ is not a temporary thing that can be lost and gained and lost and gained and lost and gained. The simplest way to understand is when Christ speaks of the life that he offers through what he gave in his, his blood being shed, the life that is offered is always recognized in a couple of different ad- adjectives. One is everlasting. The other is eternal. Those two descriptive adjectives of life, everlasting and eternal, simply tell you that what you receive does not disappear. That what you receive does not go away. It is some of the simplest forms of understanding that when you receive salvation, you receive the promise of eternal or everlasting life. It's really pretty simple. And if it was was something I could receive and then lose and receive and then lose, or I could have and then all of a sudden I don't have, uh, if, if that was the case, then there's no way that Christ could have accurately said it is eternal or everlasting. He would have to have put some other descriptions in there to make it accurate. But he gave us what he gave us because God said what he meant and meant what he said concerning eternal and everlasting life. Life springing up in Christ. Then you also have number two. Uh, not only in, in, in this way, the upward way, do you have life springing up? That's the starting of that way for, for any individual is knowing Christ as their Savior and having that eternal and everlasting life. But then from there, you now have uh, what would be faith looking up. This is the Christ being the object of our faith. And so I, yes, I placed my faith in him. But may I say, um, some, <laughs> this is a dad joke, you ready? Somebody said, or I should say granddad joke, <laughs> uh, but um, dad, dad joke as a whole. Somebody said, um, if you stop looking down, you'll stop seeing defeat. <laughs> Both of them. You, you, you can't look down and have victory because all you see is defeat. You have to look up for victory, all right? I, I told you, dad joke, okay. So faith, looking up, not just looking. By the way, if your faith is looking out, you're going to be disappointed because men are going to let you down. But it's faith looking up. Where did I receive my eternal salvation? Where did I receive life springing up within me? Where, where was it that I got the Spirit of God that renewed and brought back to life that which was dead within me? Where did I receive that? I received it from the same one I had to look to every single day. Being of this way and being of God's way, the upward way is an upward look of faith. 
on a regular basis, not trying to secure myself in my salvation, but trying to remind myself of the security that I have because of who he is. Psalm 5.3 tells us this, My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. Uh, Psalm 55, 16 and 17, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. The upward way is a way of faith looking up. It's life springing up, it's faith looking up, and then there's also the treasure laying up. This is uh, a focus on Christ as our greatest treasure, but, but even Christ himself taught in Matthew 6, verse 19 and, uh, through 21. Don't worry, you're going to turn with me in a minute uh, to uh, some passages. But Matthew 6, 19 through 21 says, Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. And here's the whole key to every bit of that. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, that's where your attention goes. Where your treasure is, That's where your emotions are placed. Where your treasure is, that's where your want to and desires will come from. Lay up for yourself treasures on earth and you'll be worried and consumed with things of this earth. Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven and you'll be be, uh, interested, not necessarily worried, but interested and consumed with those things which matter to God and His way. Lay up for yours. By the way, uh, what is the greatest treasure of all mankind? Is it the gold, silver, precious, precious stone? Is it the, the uh, walls of jasper? Is it gates of pearl? Is it uh, mansions? What is the greatest treasure? Though we are to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves cannot break through and steal. We understand that, but it's not treasures for bragging. And I've, I do this, I said it a lot, but I just, I keep rehearsing it because it, it goes against the, the world mentality of get all you can, can all you get, sit on the can and poison the rest. The point is to lay up for myself treasures in heaven. But what is my greatest treasure in heaven? It's not anything that I can earn for myself. It's not anything that I can earn to cast back at his feet, to show him how much I did love him, to show him my faithfulness as a child of God. Though those things are important, my greatest treasure in heaven has nothing to do with the things that I lay up, but it's what's already been laid up for me. And that is the opportunity to spend my eternity in the presence of, of holy God in the presence of my Savior. Who is my greatest treasure? Christ. He is my greatest treasure. And I, by the way, want to store up with Him those things that in this life make a difference. Uh, go with me very quickly. Colossians 2. We're moving along. Colossians 2. Uh, dealing with this laying up of treasures. 
The upward way is of life springing up. It's of faith looking up. It's of treasures laying up. And when you go uh, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, there you are. Okay, Colossians 2 and uh, in verse 1 through verse number 7, uh, listen to what is said here in this passage. It says, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge, uh, acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. That is the upward way. It's in Christ. He is the treasure. In him dwelleth all the fullness in him is everything. He is my treasure. And if I'm going to lay up in heaven that which matters all, during my time on this earth, it's going to be laid up through him and in him all things that are treasures worth having. It is life springing up. It is faith looking up. Um, let me move on. Number four, it is love building up. This is knowing and seeing Christ, the one who loves us. He is, he is our love. He's the one we, we, we know loves us and we love him. But on top of that, he is also our example of love. Jude uh, 20, verse number 20 uh, and 21 says, but ye beloved build up yourselves in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. First Thessalonians uh, 4, 9 says, But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. Second Peter 1, 22, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. First uh, John three eleven, and this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ. That's where it starts, but then it goes on. What's the growth in this way? The growth is to understand the building up in love. Let us, it says, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And lastly, First John is several other verses, but last for right, right now, First John four seven, beloved, let us love. One another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Love building up. By the way, there's nothing greater to build up your confidence in who you are as a child of God, not in boasting or in bragging, but just knowing though I am unworthy, yet he has still forgiven me, though I don't deserve it, yet he has still a desire to, to, to call me his child, and therefore no greater confidence comes than knowing how unworthy I am, yet still knowing how much he loves me. But then from that, because he loved me, 
He can teach me how to love others. And if I'm going to be of his way, and I'm going to be of this upward way, uh, I'm going to have to be of the way that he commands, and that is a command to love one another. I'm to, um, I, I, even as it, it says in another passage, uh, that we are uh, to, uh, uh, in love, prefer one another. I go back to that all the time. I said it many times here. But I love that passage of Scripture because it literally describes the only thing that I've taught, I've been taught, and I know to describe being a part of the church, being a part of God's people. And that is, I don't have any other peeps. We were talking about the, the teen class, and we saw it. We putting stuff up and decorating in the room and stuff. And, uh, and, and there was a thing that we, we thought was well, Miss Emily thought was letters, and they were like all the letters of the alphabet. She was going to use that. It was a peeps font for letters, and she thought she was going to be able to do everything. And no, it just, it just actually had a saying about peeps, and um, about, about uh, you know, you my peeps, or something like that. And um, it, it, was, it was really cute. But as a whole, but, may I say, I know, I know that's kind of playing on, on things you hear in society and kind of you know, what, what's the end sayings of today. Uh, but as a whole, that, that's really what it is for the church. Uh, you know, th- this crowd here, and there's a few of us missing this morning, but this crowd here, you are my people. And if I have a choice... If I've got a preference, though, I'm not going to isolate away from other people because if you isolate, it's difference between insulation and isolation. Insulation is being able to be around the world but being protected so as not to be infected by the world. That's insulation. Uh, isolation is cutting yourself off completely. What good is that? So you got to be careful from the isolation stuff. That, that, that's going to the far extreme. Insulation is the protecting, but yet still being valid within what is around us. And so therefore, I'm valid, I'm around it, but I'm insulated by it. But here's the thing, as a whole, you and people of, of, of the church are the ones that I prefer to spend my time with. Because those of the church are the ones that I have, I wish I could say I have zero, but I have the least concern about what it is that's going to go on when I'm with the church. We're still people, though, so, you know, you can't say there's zero concern because there are some of us that are just crazy. But, um, and you know who you are. But, but here's the thing. As a whole, if I have, as my dad would put, if I have my druthers, I'd rather spend time with you than anybody else. That's in love, preferring one another. What is that? That's building up in love. There's nothing like being in a place where you know it's family. Being in a place where you know people want to spend time with me. Now, maybe not all the time with you, but they don't mind spending some time with you. Just a couple more, we're done. Not only love building up, but then also, and this is what, this is what it draws us to. It draws us uh, as we are going the upward way. I mean, I'll just, just kind of give these back to you real quick, okay? So the upward way is life springing up. That's where it starts. Faith looking up. That's what gives us the constant uh, moving forward. Uh, treasure laying up. That's the responsibilities of, of what we're to do as a child of God. Love building up. That is what we are for each other as an example given to us by Christ himself, knowing that he loves us. I should love the brethren. And then it drives us further and further and further to now we get to the point where we have believers mounting up. 
God's people rising up, not in revolt, not the world's way, picketing and holding signs, and we're, we're going to block everything and make everybody's life miserable until they acknowledge the church. <laughs> That's not how God did it. That's not how Christ did it. That's not how the disciples did it. And anybody that goes about doing that, may I say, if somebody's teaching that's the way it needs to be done, they are more influenced by society than they are by the Word of God. And I know that goes over like a brick wall sometimes. But as a whole, do I believe we need to stand up? Yes. Do I need to believe that we need to be counted for truth? Yes. Do I believe we need to, uh, uh, to use our voice when needed in a proper way? Yes, I do. Do I believe voting when it's time to vote is important? Yes I, yes, I do. Because if you don't actually take a stand and make it be known where you stand and what you stand for, you have no right to complain about what happens. But as a whole... As a whole, there is, a, there is the appropriateness of how to do things, and, and then there's the world's way of doing things. A believer does need to mount up, but may I say, we need to mount up to do those things which God has commanded that we ought to do. And that mounting up is, is reaching the lost. That mounting up is sharing the truth. That mounting up is standing for what's right. That mounting up is not backing down when things get tough. Mounting up together. How do we do that? Well, we, we know where we came from. We know what way we're on. And by the way, if we're supporting and loving one another, we have, it's, it's one thing uh, when you're all alone trying to stand for something that's right. It's a whole nother ball game whenever you have people with you standing together. You might still be outnumbered, but it's a lot easier to stand with people than to stand by yourself. Believers mounting up, and by the way, in that understanding that Christ is our strength to do so. Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. May I remind you, um, mounting up as God's people doesn't mean that we take charge and we just start running out there and doing whatever we want to do. We still have to be patient and wait on the Lord. We still have to be guided by his desire. We still have to be led by his hand. It still must be his path, but it must be the path of following what God wants us to do. If God has the path laid out and yet we refuse to take it because, well, that's a tough trail, well, then that's not the believers mounting up. God's people will be shown the way, but God will not actually drag us on that way. If we're going to make a difference, God's people have to be seen standing for what's right. As, as one preacher put it, if you, don't know what, if you don't learn what it is you're standing for, you'll fall for anything. Psalm 84, verse 4 through 7 says, Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee, Selah. Blessed is a man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them who passing uh, through the valley of Baca make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. Where do we get the strength to mount up and be the church? Be a child of God. Be what this world needs even when they think they don't need it and they claim they don't want it. Where do we get the strength to take a stand? But by the way, not just take a stand, but to take a stand properly. 
Where do we get the wisdom? Where do we get the strength? Where do we get the courage? We get it from Christ. I can do all things through Christ. Where do I get the strength to kick down this flesh so the Spirit can rise up within me and lead me in that which is the right way? I get strength through Christ. And here's the last one. So not only do we have the upward way being life springing up, faith looking up, treasure laying up, love building up, believers mounting up, but here's the fun one, and it's the very end. It's the last. Here we go. At the end of it, Christ catching up. woo When it's all said and done, it's going to end in that which we are looking forward to. The upward way will be exactly what we take. We're getting out of here. One day. Maybe not as soon as you want, but I'm, I believe it's going to be very soon. Christ catching up. He is our hope. This is the, the evidence, the picture of on the upward way, heading to that which is promised to me. It is in Christ. My hope is secure. And, and, and go with me very quickly. We're going to be done. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians, last place you've got to go with me. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And... Uh, Once I find it, somebody took it out of my Bible. I had it marked and then I lost my mark. All right, there it is. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Very familiar verses, but by the way, it, it, the whole point of, of, of verse number 18 is, uh, is why that I, I, I want to actually rehearse this for us. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse starting in verse number 13, it says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, not by the word of men, not by the promise of somebody around you, but by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. That, by the way, just so, just so you know, no, the Bible does not use the word rapture. You won't find rapture, but you do find caught up. That word caught up, when you look at the original language, I'm not, I've heard it said different ways, rapturos, or, or there, there's other ways of saying it uh, as well. But that, that's where we get from the Greek uh, um, language, the, a word that would be translated into English as rapture. It says caught up in its description, but it means the same thing, a removal out of here. So if you want to call it the rapture or you want to call it the catching up, whichever way you want to do it, it still works. It's still the same thing. But we shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And here's the whole reason of repeating what is in 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, verse 13 through 18, because of the encouragement of verse number 18. It says, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. That is a command. We're to remind each other that we are looking for the Christ catching up. It's coming. Titus 2, 11 through 13 says, For the grace of God which bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, 
Jesus Christ. The upward way will end in an upward taking of the church. I don't know about you, but I'm happy just to stay in this way. The way that brings life springing up, faith looking up, treasure laying up, love building up, believers mounting up, and one day Christ catching up. I think I'll just stay part of this way right here. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much.